Hey y'all, let's talk about making your week a whole lot easier with Factor. Picture this, gourmet meals, dietitian approved, delivered straight to your door. No fuss, no hassle, just deliciousness waiting for you. Whether you're keto, calorie smart, vegan, or anything in between, Factor has over 35 options a week to choose from. And the best part is they're ready to eat in just minutes. But it's not just meals. Think snacks, smoothies, and all the good stuff in between. Plus, it's budget-friendly, way cheaper than your typical takeout, and way healthier too. Let's just say Factor gets you. It's perfect for our busy lives, offering flexibility with 6 to 18 meals a week. And don't worry, if you need a pause or reschedule, they got you. And let's talk about cleanup. With Factor, there's none. Meals come ready to heat and eat. So say goodbye to cooking and cleaning. So ready to simplify your life? Well, go ahead and head to factormeals.com slash blackgirlflow50 and use our code blackgirlflow50 to get 50% off. That's code blackgirlflow50 at factormeals.com slash blackgirlflow50 to get 50% off. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast, where we talk about life, love, identity, all things through the mind of 20-something-year-old Black women navigating this floating rock that we call Earth. Today we have a very special guest with us, someone that we would like to call the queen of sustainable self-care, Sydney, joining And we are super excited to get into the conversation. But first, you know what we do. We have to run it back to the pulse check where we have a quick little mental health check-in on how October has been treating us, how our weeks have been going. And yeah, so me and Lexi will start it off. Then we'll pass it to Sydney where she will tell us about her day and then we'll get right into the conversation. So Lexi, how has October been treating you? Has there been any updates in your life, career, love since the last time that we reunited? I feel like no updates. Thank goodness. Life has been, continues to be a roller coaster. So finally, you know, where it's like you're kind of in ebbs and flows in life, like you kind of high energy, low energy, and you just kind of try and find balance along the way. So we've had a lot of high energy weeks and finally can like Woosa a little bit in the in the lull of things (laughs) um and and that has been really great because I feel like there's a lot of planning I like utilizing that like very calming time to kind of recenter and plan and like get excited about things coming so I think lots of holiday plans lots of um even plans into the beginning of the new year so that's like exciting to start thinking about what's to come for the next couple of months we'll also a little bit of re-energizing. So no complaints over here. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Are you like getting into your spooky bag because of Halloween? Like, do you even celebrate Halloween? I remember that one year y'all Lexi actually dressed up as a LaCroix bottle with two of her other good friends. 
and they were really cute sparkling yeah it it was a look there she was sparkling water um for Halloween one so are you like decorating your apartment like baking cookies making apple pie do we acknowledge Halloween in your household like let me know yeah I think the pure fact that I didn't mention anything about spooky season kind of gives it away Mm -hmm. (laughs) my opinions on it um I do and I want to preface like I dressed up as LaCroix before LaCroix was like LaCroix you know what I mean like before everybody and their mama was drinking seltzers um but it was one of my best costumes no Halloween stresses me out like a lot like the idea of dressing up as something and like coming up with a costume idea and like especially as an adult I'm not super into like candy like that either so Mm. I definitely appreciate like the fall foliage and I did go and paint a pumpkin this week um but that was not there's not like pumpkin carving going on in my house there's definitely no decorations um spooky season I don't know man it's not really like I'm already a black woman in America that feels spooky enough to me boring (laughs) so boring I don't need I don't need the scaries I don't need the scaries well, I am here to tell you that I represent the spooky Halloween lovers on this podcast. So if you are excited for the Halloween costumes, for all of like the Halloween spooky festivities, watching suspenseful shows or horror movies, you can come to me because I honestly like October is arguably one of the best months out of the year. For me and I've just been like embracing all of the Halloween spooky content that I've seen on my feed and when it comes to like my pulse check personally I feel like right now I'm in this space kind of like what you said Lexi of fluctuating um with you know career everything but also feeling super inspired and ready to kind of kick back my wellness routine which I'm which is why I feel like I'm so excited to hop in this conversation with Sydney because Recently, I've been so on and off with my movement journey where I pretty much just try to work out or move my body 30 minutes a day. Uh, But I finally am finding the courage to like hop back on and try to stay consistent. And I think it's really important during this time that I try to create some systems so we can close out Q4 of 2021 with a bang. But that's pretty much what's been going on in my life. So Sydney, now that you've had two examples of Pulse Check, it's now your time to hop into the conversation and let us know how your week has been going. Like what's been going on in your life? Are you more on Lexi's side with the spookiness, you know, being a little anti-spooky with it? Or like, how are you feeling when it comes to being in this new fresh month of October? So as far as the spookiness goes, I am definitely more on your side, Liv. I don't, like, I don't do a lot of horror, but, like, I like kind of the spooky vibes, the creepiness, like, my best friends are into horror, my mom's into horror. I really could not get away with not being into it a little bit, so. Got you. (laughs) Of course. So it follows me around. As far as a pulse check, I'm going to say the month of October started off wild. I got unexpected news at the end of September and was like, oh, this is how this is going for the next the rest of the year at work. Okay. So I was angry and stressed and Friday was the day. I could not wait for the day to end at work. But mm-hmm. then 
fine because I've been cutting up since Libra season started because my birthday isn't like a week. <laughs> oh my gosh, we've got a Libra on the call. Okay, we were literally just talking about Libra season and like the new energy that it that it's bringing us. Um, yeah. Wow, I love that because the early birthday vibes and the Libra in Libra season, it's like it was meant to be. So oh, yeah. it's like, you know, that she's ebbing and flowing as Libras do with their scale, just taking it in and flowing, you know, all of the good things. So love to hear it. Was there anything else that you wanted to add in your pulse check that the people should know about? Like, besides me cutting up at the beginning of Libra season, which I didn't even realize it was the beginning when I started doing it. And then I looked and I was like, wow, wow, that's so on brand. Uh <laughs> But other than that, like this weekend has very, been very like rejuvenating and I planned a spontaneous trip that I'm super excited about with my best friend and like, oh. a, yeah. so it's about to be a good month. I already feel it. So, oh my gosh, love that for you. If that's not taking priority, like putting your wellness, um, as like your top one priority and really diving into that self-care, I don't know what is. I don't know what it is. So thank you so much for joining us on our pulse check session. I think it's time, Lex, that we get into the meat of the conversation, which is super cool. And I think super personal to me and Lexi's life as mental health advocates and as just Black women prioritizing our wellness and good vibes at all times. If it's one thing about me and Lexi, we are going to choose the vibe over everything else okay and that's just facts but that brings me to introducing our guest for this episode we've got sydney who's a brand consultant for what she likes to call introverted creatives and she's a serial founder of safe spaces for the underdeserved and queen of sustainable self-care emphasis wiki wiki on the queen portion. So thank you so much, Sydney, for joining us for this conversation. We're super excited to just jump in to the conversation and talk about how this journey of becoming the queen of sustainable self-care, because, you know, that's not a simple or like light name to just call yourself. So like you got to give the audience a like a snippet or just like a short background on how you became the sustainable self-care queen like we we have to hear it so i've been speaking in the wellness space for probably about nearly a decade now um mm -hmm. and when i first started out it was very typical like i guess more of what you see now which was very like good vibes and like trying to love on people and then i specific and i still remember this tweet like to this day because i started it anonymous anonymously um with my organization like on Twitter and was like, I'm just gonna run with this. I'm not gonna tell my friends and my family. Like, I don't need any nascent airs right now. I just need to know that like, this is something that I can do. And I specifically remember somebody being like, it's a song lyric. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, it's a song lyric that you're putting out into the public world to say that you're like, not in the best mental space. So <laughs> I think there's some truth there, but whatever. And so I was like, well, you know, there's always gonna be somebody that doesn't like, doesn't accept that you're trying to pour into them even if it's like a like a stranger like somebody close to you I was like so that's fine so I quickly got over that but as I started to learn more I started realizing that a lot of the rhetoric around mental health is that like 
you should like change your thoughts and it's so easy and it's like superficial and it's all outer and I'm like no this is hard like (laughs) this is hard and if you're like an entrepreneurial woman or even if you're not if you're just a woman in general with a like a thriving career or want a thriving career or just want to be as like there's so many like aspects of it especially as like black women in like these career fields that I was like people are making this way more complicated than it has to be so I started talking about the fact that like I have a lot going on like just from my intro alone you probably could tell but I have a lot going on so I was like I want people to understand that like you don't have to like take a whole day of self-care if you can't like swing that like you don't even have to do it consecutively you can do 30 minutes here 15 minutes there use your breaks from work use like what time you have but make sure you're taking and making the space for yourself and making the time for yourself to prioritize yourself and people were like what and I was like what (laughs) it's like yeah no this is like this is people are making this way more complicated than it has to be like yes there are aspects of it that are hard but we make it harder on ourselves thinking that we have to do it the same way as everybody else did so I started saying like my friend Gabriella said you're the queen of self-care and like my friend Alex was saying that and a bunch of people were calling me that and then about two years ago I realized well it's not just self-care it's like sustainable self-care because I'm making sure that it's flexible with people and I'm telling my boyfriend and my roommates and like all these people that I'm like close with like it doesn't have to look like this you don't have to do face masks and bubble baths you don't have to buy sage and sage the house like you don't have to journal you don't have to garden like it's supposed to be for you it's supposed to fit your lifestyle and what you want it to look like and people were like oh my gosh and I was like yeah so I just had to I had to keep I just had to add the sustainable in there like the queen of self-care was already catching on so it just it felt right (laughs) yeah you were like queen already that let's just add on to the lifestyle but I think so much of what you say and I hope it resonates with so many of the folks listening because we are and Liv and I talk about this all the time and just like the constant bombarding that we get on the ways at which we're supposed to understand whether it's love and relationships to our career paths to our sustainable practices is such this universal like kind of one size fits all and then it's like how and when has that ever worked in life for anybody and so I love like your your ability to communicate. And that's such, that's such a powerful thing to be able to support the people around you and being able to say like, excuse, like, hold up, <laughs> what are y'all doing? <laughs> and then kind of offer up a new way of being of like prioritizing and thinking about the longevity of something. Cause again, like we're talking in an instant gratification society with, you know, snippets, clippets and all those things. And it's like, yeah, but how are you using that 15 minutes in your break or that five minutes in your commute or whatever to be thinking about, about, you know, your wellness. So I just, I'm obsessed with that. I literally love that. Right. And like, I believe we've talked on the podcast so many different times, self-care is so dimensional. Like we have financial wellness, we've got spiritual wellness, we've got so many different parts of our wellness routine that impact us on a day-to-day, there's no possible way that someone else finding self-care and taking a face mask, you know, having a face mask is going to have the same effect on someone that doesn't really prioritize that portion of self-care and their own regimen. So I think I really resonate with that idea of like, 
hey, this is not going to work for you if you're trying to copy what somebody, what you saw for 30 seconds on somebody's Instagram when you were scrolling on your lunch break. Like, yeah. it's just not, it's just not going to work. It almost sounds like you're this self-care drug dealer. You're like, yo, like I'm giving it to my boyfriend. Like I'm giving tips to my friends. I'm giving tips to my roommates. And that's just, that's just what I was thinking about when you were talking. It, it all sounds. I, I, I feel like that, that, that tracks. <laughs> right. You're like, man, it fits. It definitely fits. But I feel like, you know, you talk about, you know, really creating safe spaces for the underdeserved too. And so I'd love for you to elaborate, you know, you're talking about really tailoring self-care practices and, um, and thinking about what that means more of like the holistic individual. And so I'd love to hear kind of how you understand supporting those spaces for people who kind of do, you know, identify or even hearing that it really resonates with them and like, how do you create those spaces? Uh, a lot of it. So for a long, I've had so many failed like brands and businesses. It's crazy. <laughs> if I try to tell people, they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. I can't. I don't want to go there. Mm. It, was bad. it was not a good, I, I was trying to copy people. That's the problem. I was trying to do what I just said, don't do, which was copy people and then try to be like, why is it not working? Really? Really, Sydney? So <laughs> I, with Dream On Youth, it was one of those things. I was a college student when I started. I was, it was like 2012. I had just, so I was on academic probation after a really bad, like depressive, like seasonal affective disorder, like all of that was going on. And then I was also like failing classes. I straight A student and all throughout my entire school life, except for like one paper where I got a C and I was like really about to like fight the teacher because I was like my mom helped me on this paper and you really good tell me that that was C work really mm. <laughs> but I ended up on academic probation and I was like it was like chemistry like all these things that I need because I was in the pre-vet track and I was like I don't know what I'm doing with my life anymore like I don't I don't get it and I was like and I just felt like so lost and so like spiritually I was lost too so I just like had to go home and have to hear my parents say those words that everybody, like my parents could be angry at me. They could be screaming at me, but the words, I am so I'm... disappointed in you suck. <laughs> they are the worst words in the human language to tell somebody like, you really want to hurt somebody. You say those words. Mm -mm, don't pa no. Parents <laughs> know what they're doing though. When they say yeah. that they're just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker punch him with this one. Like, yeah. I'm a <laughs> KO. I was like, oh, oh gosh so because I've always been like you know like the sweet child but like always like overachieving and stuff so like hearing that I was like oh I've actually royally messed this up and I was like okay so I like worked at PetSmart and worked off like my parents were helping me like find ways to like pay off my student loans and I like paid those off so I could go back to school and like do it right and so I was just like acing my classes but I just still felt like out of it and like it wasn't clicking and I was like maybe like I don't and this sounds wild. If anybody's known me, like I used to be want, want to be a doctor. And then I told my mom people were gross. So I wanted to be a vet. <laughs> and so then I was like, I was like, I don't think I want to be a vet anymore. I don't. In the middle of college, like both of my parents are like, excuse me, <laughs> like going to an expensive out of state school. But like, I just fell out of it. And so I had started going to like open mics and all this stuff and hearing people online talk about like their mental health and seeing like everything and I've had mental health scares before, like my parents have found letters and all of that stuff, but 
it was different in college because I was for the first time I was like by myself I didn't have my parents I was like five and a half hours away I think I finally had a car but I like it wasn't reasonable for me to go home every week and like and take that drive so like it was a lot of being alone and like feeling outcast mm-hmm. and feeling like I didn't fit in and realizing oh like and then realizing oh people other people feel like this too and but there doesn't seem to be any space for like college students to talk about that mm-hmm. so I created dream on youth and did it on twitter and honestly and like reached out to people not everybody was in college but it was the idea that like I was focusing on the student body because we're told a lot of our lives like make good grades do this get the degree da, 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 and you'll get the good job and I'm like that's not so yeah that can work but it's not kind of the reality anymore I was like a lot of people don't even end up using the degrees that they have if they do, sometimes they're like, I got this degree and I'm in a good job, but I'm also still not happy. And mm-hmm. so it's a lot of finding ways to be like, you can do this. If this is really what you want, like do an introspection. If this is really what you want, go for it. But you also need to understand you are more than your grades and you're more than that job. And there's more to life than that. And like their whole purpose doesn't have to be wrapped up in money and like all this other stuff. And it was kind of breaking down all the stuff and dismantling it everything that we've been taught our entire lives to be like yeah no and so I realized I didn't want to just do that for college students for dream on youth I was like I wanted to combine all the brands but then it didn't make sense because I was trying to target different people so I was like well I'll start in melanin mode which is like for women of color because I realized there's a lot of spaces for Latino women or black women or indigenous women but there's nothing for like all of us to come together and I was like hmm (laughs) I was like I got something for that so I started that like it's not like I haven't built it up super far, but it's like something where I like got the domain name and like the Instagram handles and all that stuff so that I could start like putting that out there. And then there's like stuff like the third fork where I don't want to talk about losing weight or like stuff like that. It's about like eating what you want because like it makes you happy and it feels and it feels your body and it feels good. And it's not like, cause I'm a plant-based pescatarian. I eat fish sometimes, but I'm like, I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. I still like cheese. <laughs> like I can't give it up. And it's just about finding ways to basically dismantle the society that we live in and the fact that like everybody is trying to exactly do one size fits all for every aspect of our lives and I'm sick of it, so. (laughs) First of all, if this isn't supreme Libra energy, I don't know what is. She's like, I want everyone to be happy and I'm gonna make sure everyone around me is happy because I want peace in society. I truly resonate with so many of the points you just made like going all the way back to your failures and like recognizing the lessons between like okay I need a moment of solitude like I need to really figure out what I'm doing and then when I figure out what I'm doing I'm gonna allow others around me to lift me up because right now I don't have the capacity and I absolutely love the fact that you're like okay I know I can I can market myself to these different audiences but like I want to make sure I have a well-rounded group of people that can get this information in a very accessible way so I'm sorry we're just gonna have to give a couple snaps to everything that that was just said and I think oftentimes when we think about self-care, especially tying it back to the way social media is marketing it to us, mm-hmm. there, it, it's it's kind of, in my opinion, became a bit of this privilege game because mm-hmm. again, like not everyone has 
access to be on black like okay so for example we think about black girl luxury tiktok right me and lexi we like the finer things in life who doesn't like the finer things in life okay like grew up lower middle class of course like my idea of luxury is going to be a lot different than somebody else's idea of luxury but the way that i'm able to tap into luxury on a day-to-day basis uh, very, we're talking about very, very, very minimal. My idea of luxury, honestly, is being able to go out to my favorite, I don't know, like sweet green or upbeat or, you know, local uh, bowl place, right? Mm-hmm. And get a meal there. That's like $15 overpriced. Okay. Like, okay. I, I bought a book for myself today. That's, that's my idea of luxury. But I think when we see black girl luxury TikTok or when, or when we see certain spaces being like, okay, this is, this is what we as a collective need to be showing more of. It puts a lot of people in those undeserved, um, yeah, undeserved spaces and in a, in a bit of a weird gray space of not being able to actually achieve that without, you know, network connections, without having a lot in the bank account. And we all know how social media provides like this flexing culture. So I was just interested to hear like your opinion on that piece like what like when it comes to being able to still dive into what people want to do you know like Mm -hmm. having the finer things in life but not being not having the access or not having the the privilege Mm -hmm. uh for so it's funny because I'm wearing my black women deserve luxury shirt (laughs) Mm -hmm. right now but I was like, yeah, I, and it's funny because one of the, so from talking about Dream on Youth for so long, one of the people who's been literally, I think she's been following me nearly for the near decade that I've been doing it, um, woman of color in like London. And she was talking about like, she can't do yoga because like, you know, of her religion and stuff like that. She can't do certain things. And she was like, and she works in the luxury space. She works in like mm-hmm. luxury fashion for this like major, major like brand and retailer. And she was like, you know, we're due like a wellness month, like every year. And like, we want you to be the guest speaker. So it was like my first speaking engagement. It was the first and I built something that was about wellness that works, but for like people of color that are working in those spaces, because we already know, like, they're probably coming from families that did not have access, like when they were younger. So, you know, everybody tries to do better than like what they grew up with is kind of the idea. And so it was one of those like eye-opening things that I was like, I talked about this for so long, but for whatever reason, my brain has not finally, like has not connected until now the fact that like, so much of what we see on social media is like luxury focus is financial focus is rich you know rich girl energy and like mood and like stuff all this year which of course I like posted about because that's what I want but like I also know that I'm not there yet <laughs> like mm. I wish I was but I'm not like I kind of grew up the same way like I had an army family and like like you know like I remember my parents having to like borrow money occasionally because like my biological father gave us child support and stuff like that but like my da- idea of luxury is very close to yours, like buying full price books. I don't like doing it all the time, but I know that I can if I, if I really right. want that. And like, I finally be being able to buy luxury pieces that I want, which I consider like, if it's like $200, oh my gosh, like that's luxury to me. Like that's so expensive to me. I will save up for it. Like the $500 camera that I bought this year. And I was like, 
what am I? It's a business investment, but oh my gosh. Business <laughs> like, investment, business investment, business yeah. investment. Just got to keep repeating it over. Got to keep repeating it over. <laughs> it was so stressed, but it was this, this idea that like we talk about luxury and talk about these riches and talking about getting this wealth, but nobody, but a huge problem, especially in the black community is this idea that like, we have to do it on our own. We have to like, there's not like this shared, like I want to share my wealth with this person because like, I love them. I want to support them. I want to see them have generational wealth too. It's this idea that like, well, I got to get this on my own because they didn't do it for me because in reality, they didn't know better. They were taught a certain way. And so their mind is fixed because you really have to have a growth mindset when it comes to building wealth like that. Their mind is fixed on how they were raised and they haven't done the healing work yet to get to that point. So it's this idea of like, we have to stop expecting everybody to have these access and these resources. I, like my counterpart, he's not black. Like my boyfriend is not black, he's white. (laughs) But like a lot of like what I grew up with, he went without. And so it was eye-opening to be like, I consider this luxury and some of the things that I would consider just normal things that you would have, he considers that luxury because he didn't have that. A lot of the people that I talk to, a lot of the friends that I have, I consider certain things luxury here, but they're like, oh, I didn't have that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Because it's it was such a norm for me. So I think we have to start realizing that like, just because we grew up with something, just because we had access and resources, no matter if we are the same age, no matter if we came from the same town, if we went to the same school, anything like that, we have to start realizing that like in order to like kind of open up these spaces for all of us to win, we have to realize that like we still have work to do like with the people that are beside us and the people that we want in our lives because a lot of them don't experience certain things and don't have access and it's like it's okay that you didn't I want to make sure that you get that or like if I can't give it to you give you resources to get that being able to kind of come full circle because like you said like I want everybody to have peace I want everybody to be happy I want everybody to experience wealth too like wealth builder is not just on my chain because it's cute (laughs) like I'm trying to build wealth for everybody in my life like that's just so powerful. And like, I really hope folks like go ahead, click that like 15 seconds back and just like re listen to that snippet. Cause then, you know, I think that really gets to the point that, you know, not only when you're thinking about committing yourself to your wellness journey, but seeing about how it impacts the greater community for those underserved and that our wellnesses are deeply tied to each other. So yes, we might be being fed this like instant gratification and me, 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 me. And it's all about dish monies, but, and it is that, but it's like when we dig a little bit deeper, put it into our own context, kind of situate where we're in, 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 in relationship with wellness, with luxury, with health and, and all those things, how we can learn from more about ourselves, even just being in relationship with other people and learning about their context and then we can really begin to tailor our individual needs as we start to bring that to the table. So just hearing you talk about all of these things, I, I just want to hear, you know, how did you evolve all of these concepts, all of these lessons, all these failures, you know, failures and, and process that you went through into kind of like all your offerings because girl you got a coaching program you got to survive in social media camp like you have you have materialized a lot of these manifestations these life lessons these processes so I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about all of those amazing things 
I think the biggest thing I had access and resources my parents really tried to make it like even though they grew up with out a lot and went through a lot they really tried to make it so my brother and I had access to a lot like we're smart yeah but like I think if we hadn't had the resource and the access and the love and like the like lessons that they taught us growing up that we'd be very different people because me and my brother were both like a relationship of this of that like we're very like (laughs) cut from the same cloth even though like people would consider because we're not like fully blood related that he's my half I'm like no that's my brother I've been since he was born like that's my brother because like if you talked about this we're like why (laughs) we're just like that's our energy but I think if I hadn't had that I wouldn't have been as introspective because my mom made us watch a lot of talk shows I so tired of talk shows she would like make us come in her bedroom and sit and watch like Oprah and like watch all these shows that like where they're talking about like colorism and all this stuff that like I'm like 11 (laughs) what am I doing like thinking about this but it was very much a reality like there's a reason that I don't use things like the n-word and like I have to tell people that are like my black friends I'm like I don't say that like it's just not because my brother was called that by what we thought were his friends when we were growing up and they were like neighbors next door and I was friends with their sister and I was like excuse me and so it was I like realizing from a very young age and I I part of me hates that from a very young age like I I didn't have the luxury of just like being a kid all the time and like doing things all the other kids did because I was black because my brother was black because my family was black we're the only black family on the street with the house like you know like all this stuff that we have to think about so my parents having to have those talks with us us having to watch those shows watch those movies like have all these discussions and I think our parents being pretty honest with us and like apologizing when they did stuff wrong, like to their kids, because you don't really hear about that being normalized. But my mom saying like, no, I've apologized to you before when you were little. She's like, I would straight up come up to you and have an honest talk with you and apologize. And I was like, I don't remember that, but I appreciate that because I think that helped me like process a lot of stuff because I don't have a lot of, you know, like my mom is like one of my best friends. Like we talk and kiki and, oh my gosh, we're t- like, we were trying to go through our Instagram messages to find one video and it's just like tons of stuff. And we're both like, oh my gosh. And like, we film every weekend now for her YouTube channel and all this stuff. But I like always have to thank them because I was like, had y'all not like shown me like setting boundaries and like introspecting, like there was stuff they didn't know and like stuff they didn't teach us that like I had to learn as hard lessons in life, but like they did the best they could. And I appreciate that. So a lot of this stuff was like, because I wasn't in relationships, I tried, they didn't work, uh, <laughs> but like, cause I wasn't in long term, I was able to do a lot of this stuff. I'm a thinking introvert. I don't know if you saw my post about the four types of introversion. Like <laughs> I'm a thinking intro- introvert. Like I love to introspect. That is a thing for me. So when I lived on my own, the last time I lived on my own, it was a horrible apartment. It was the most expensive apartment I lived in. I was in a role at my current job that I hated, like with all of my being. It gave me a lot of opportunities, but I could not stand it. It felt like my soul was being sucked out of my body every day. I was like, this is not for me. I need to, like something in this company has to be a better fit. But like, I was so ready to get out of that job. And this is a one bedroom, one bath apartment. I have no couch. I My, my mattress is like broken. <laughs> The bathroom, like I'm calling the maintenance people like every day to come fix it. And then like, it's like breaking, it was a mess. It was like, I don't even want to go on that story. It's still traumatic to this day, but it was just like, I was like, I, and like, 
of course their maintenance man coming in so they're looking at me like oh well you just have to do this so I'm like I literally sat here for like three hours and tried to fix everything looked it up online all this stuff before I called you don't tell me just this little thing is why it's wrong there's something obviously wrong with this whole it was just a mess wasp getting my apartment that was a one of those lessons that I was like god if you don't fix it <laughs> like please <laughs> like i know there's a lesson here but i spent a lot of nights like crying and like trying to figure out like okay like my life looks very different right now and i was still in a relationship like with my boyfriend now um but like you know we were both going through like really hard stuff being in these jobs that like felt like like they were taking everything out of us like we had no energy to do stuff and i really became shut in but like part of me was like think about like what you're actually grateful for for me it's always a gratitude thing if I can find a way to be grateful for whatever's going on like the aspects that I can find gratefulness for because that bathroom is still trash <laughs> and still like not something I'm grateful I'm glad that it existed because obviously but also like breaking down every week every three days why but like finding ways to be grateful. I had to journal a lot. I had to be in my like Bible a lot. I had to talk to God out loud. That's one of my things like on drives, I would be like talking out loud to God. Like what, what is going on right now? Like, can, can we figure this out? Can you show me a sign that I'm still on the right path? Like I need help right now. Um, but it was, it was being able to like come back to spirituality. Cause I grew up in the church, but like, I never felt connected like that. I never like, and, and finding ways to be spiritual on my own and realizing spirituality looked very different for me, that it wasn't me going to church every like Sunday that or Wednesday or however often my like grandparents go, it was really find something that worked for me that still allowed me to have connection. And that also helped me be like, oh, like my, I always knew my legacy was to help people, to build a legacy helping people. Like I knew that from a very young age, I always wanted to help people. But like being able to intersect and be like, what does that actually look like? Being able to envision like five years from now, what does my life look like? Just planning, like a, picking a random day and like writing out what it looks like. I still have journals where that's sitting in there. I don't remember the exact vision, but I know it's on the way. <laughs> right. So like, to do stuff like that, just, I think it helped because like, I would look at the lessons and not be like, you failed and you suck and like all this stuff. I was like trying to change the language is something I tell people all the time. Like, yes, if you can try it. Some people aren't at that stage yet where they can try to change the language in their head when they call themselves an idiot or a failure or stuff like that. And that's fine. Some people aren't there yet, but being able to be like, I'm there where I can do that. So I'd be like, well, you're not, this is actually what's going on. And being able to fight those feelings with facts helped me a whole lot. Love to hear that. I mean, again, touched on so many different things. And I think I really resonate with your relationship with your family. I'm someone that's super family oriented. And like, there is this privilege of having parents that do apologize to you. Cause like you said, that's not super normal in the black community and like embracing the lessons, failed lessons, the really rough rock bottom, bottom moments that you've experienced has allowed you to become this wellness coach that is influencing so many dope people. So again, snaps to you, Sydney, like this is, this all just sounds so dope. And before we wrap up, I'd love to just give you the floor. Um, so you can tell us what's next for the queen of sustainable self-care. Like, are there any upcoming projects that 
we should know about that our audience can look up or, you know, follow you? How, how can we show up for you? So right now I am working on a branding, like a group, like I was still going to do the group coaching program, but I really mm-hmm. started to realize that like from us, I pivoted my business yet again, because why not? <laughs> um, right. And it was like mindset coaching last year. And then I realized like, maybe that's like, it's not that I don't want to do mindset. Cause obviously like my mindset differs from most people or most people want to get to that point where they feel like their mindset is on par with that. But I realized I was like, maybe I'm better at like brand branding's just something I love. It's something I've been doing for years. It's something that I've like been able to do and like build brands and like hop back on or like close something down and then hop on this. But people are like, how are you doing this so fast? And I'm like, you know what? I got you. So I did like a five day free branding challenge in September and that went really well. Like it was a very small group of people, but it was exactly who needed to be there. That's all that I asked for from God. I was like, whoever shows up is who's supposed to be there. Whoever shows up every day, like these are my people. And like, I am going to pour into them. Like there's like a hundred people in here, but there's not, there's like very small group like very niche, but I was like, oh my gosh, I pivoted to like, I actually serve introverted people. Like I'm realizing that like, I didn't know there were four types of introversion. Most introverts don't. (laughs) I was like, I didn't know there was this, but the free branding challenge made me realize because I still included a day of like your why and like doing like the mindset work to figure out like exactly why this looks like, what you're scared of, what that doubt is, what your like limits are, all of that. And like being able to open that up and be like, okay, then this is how we like use that to move forward and move forward in your brand. And I'm going to open a group coaching program for that in March of next year. I'm speaking it into existence. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So all of that stuff sounds super dope. So y'all please be on the lookout for all of those mentoring and mentorship opportunities that Sydney's got going on. Sydney, you know, this is the Black Girl Flow podcast, so we have to end it off with asking, what does flow mean to you? Just when you hear that word, what does it mean to you? Flow means giving myself grace, giving other people grace, and like basically remembering that there's room and space for all of us to win. It's going to look different for everybody. Everybody does not need to be like you and you don't need to be like everybody else. Like literally do you at this point and learn the lesson that you're going to learn and just take it all in. Like it's, it's life. It's going to look weird and messy and roller coastery, And you're going to be like, what is happening right now? Absolutely. <laughs> go with it and realize that like, this is one day, take it one day at a time. Right. Perfect. That's, quite literally our motto on this show. And yes, you're absolutely right. We are on a floating rock, y'all. So please take it easy. I don't I don't know how we could have ended this episode better with, with those yeah. words. Sydney, I just already know that so many people are going to be impacted by you sharing your story about your ambitions and even your aspirations, because that's what this space is all about holding. Before we sign off, I we gotta let people know where to connect with you. So definitely let us give you a chance to name all your handles for all the things so people can check out that branding, anticipated branding, and just stay connected with your content. But we just want to thank you so, so, so much for joining the Black Girl Folk podcast community. So definitely want your, um, how people can hit you up and 
find you on Instagram and all the socials. So let us know those handles and we just thank you for joining us. I'm so happy I got to be a part of this. Thank you. <laughs> but of course, I have so many social media handles, so I'm so sorry in advance. <laughs> but like at by Sydney Ray, B Y C Y D N E Y R A I, at Dream on Youth, at in melanin mode as an I in melanin mode at the third fork. I'm working on a lot of stuff if you can't tell. So any of those that you support, any of those that connect with you, because I don't want any, any uh, inauthentic connection, of course, like follow, support me, let me know like what resonates with you. I just like flow, that's it. Right, exactly. As always, the key, the conversation will continue on our Black Girl Full podcast Instagram account. Um, but please make sure to connect with Sydney because she's been such a dope person to interview on this episode. So thank you all so much for listening and tuning in. As always, me and Lex are signing off with peace, love, and blessings. Thank you all so much for joining. Bye. All right, that wraps up our episode this week. Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media and even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks.